This is Mother's Day, and we, we want to minister to the moms today. And um, after some prayer and thought, I was really praying about who's a mom in the house, somebody who's so godly, who's so spiritual, who really loves the Lord and has demonstrated a, a heart after God first and after people. And um, um, little do you know, I think some of you know this, but a lot of you don't, but Leslie Fowley, Mrs. Leslie Fowley, Pastor Leslie Fowley, ordained Pastor Leslie Fowley, she is the principal uh, and the superintendent of our school here, Valley Stream Christian Academy. And I have to tell you, when the school was going through a difficult time, she took over the school, turned it around in such an incredible way. And every day of the week, and this Friday, I got the chance to, again, walk around the classrooms. Every once in a while, I just walk around the classrooms. I pop in on the little kids. And I am just so blessed to see all the little children and the teenagers and those that are getting ready to go to college being trained in the Word of God and being trained academically. And she pulls it all together. And she is a, a tremendous woman of God. And I thought, who better than on this day to take us through the throne room of God through His Word than Mrs. Leslie Fowley. So she's going to come and she's going to share in the Word of God. So take a good look at this before she does. What are you wearing? Oh, this little thing. <laughs> what am I wearing? Mary, what are you wearing? I told you to put on your nicest I dress. I did. I'm ironed. I'm pressed. Mary, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I, I know Jesus is coming. I'm just as excited as you are. We get to see him. We get to hear him. Well, that is all well and good. But we have things to clean, decorations to put up, and there is so much left to cook. Martha, I need you to slow down. Slow down. It's okay. Down. Slow down? Look what you're wearing. You don't even have a. I have the perfect dress. I have oh, yeah. the perfect dress. You just happen to have a dress. dress. Yeah. Oh no, yes. come on, Martha. Yes. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. I just pulled this little thing. It's gonna fit you great. You <sighs> are let me just yeah. There we go. There we go. We let and King of Kings, Lord of Lords coming. There we Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. I just don't have I don't have time for small talk. I've gotta put another coat of lacquer on the Did I did I show you the Show you the tray I made for Jesus. She made a tray. She made a tray. I am the vine. You are the branches. A couple of little grapes going on here. Yeah, and I did put this on Pinterest, and five people have already said that they liked it. And I put it on Facebook. I have 152 likes, and I am blowing up Instagram with this thing. This is just amazing. Martha, Martha. Hey, Martha. Look at me. Look at me. I'm over here. Martha, look at me. There, look. All this, 
the things that you're doing, so you're so busy and, and you're always decorating. And it's not even just this. You never say no to anybody. You're the first to volunteer. Wait, 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 wait. You're the first to sign up. Hold, hold that thought, my Of course, you're fine. Hello. Aracellus? Aracellus. How are you doing, babe? Yeah. Yeah, what do you need? What do you need? No. Pastor appreciation? No. A dozen cupcakes? No. Who are you talking to? No. Martha. Make it two. Make it two. Two dozen. You know what? On second hand, is that the Whopper making anything? Wow, she went there. No. How many? No. Three dozen? Three dozen? That's enough. We don't need any more. No. Put me down for six. No. Yeah. Put me down for six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wait. What else do you need? No. Special guest speaker and his wife no. need a ride from the airport? No. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you what airport? Newark? Newark. No. <laughs> you know what, Aracellus? No. 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 You know what, Aracellus? No. 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 No problem. No problem. We got this. Oh yeah, yeah. We got this. And 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 uh, you know what though? I gotta get going. I got guests coming tonight. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh yeah, that Jesus. I know. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay. We got this. I'll talk to you tomorrow, babe. Take care. Unbelievable. Do you see what you just did? Do you see what you just said? What do you mean? Again, all of this, this busyness, it's distracting you from the most important thing. You know what? You know what, Mary? You're right. It is distracting me from the most important thing. I know what the most important thing is. You do? It's that souffle I got in the oven. Oh, like, no, if no, I don't no, get no, it, no. it's going to fall flat. There will not be any dessert stop tonight. It, so I've got to go it, get in the Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Come back here. Come. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's not. Stop it. It's not. Uh, really? It's not about the decorations. It's not about the flowers. It's not about the lovely scripture tray. It's about Jesus. It's about spending time with Jesus. So do you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you with the souffle. So when Jesus comes, you'll be ready. You can help me? Absolutely. Okay. So what sisters are for. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's go. Go get the souffle. Okay. Go get the souffle. The souffle. Martha, really? The souffle. Martha, stop it. The souffle. Go. Enough already. Martha, stop it. You've cleaned enough. My mouth is so dry. All right, well, I'm going to have to apologize ahead of time because I cannot change. I know that's going to be a little distracting, and I am not Mary, Martha anymore. Now I'm Leslie Fowley. And I realize if somebody puts this on in the middle of live stream, Sorry, Pastor Steve, they're going to be wondering, like, who'd you get, what'd they do, and is reality here? So, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Steve for trusting me enough um, to be able to speak this morning. Um, just a little, little background. Yes, I am the superintendent of Valley Stream Christian Academy. I am also a wife. Um, my husband and I will be celebrating our 39th wedding anniversary this week. He's not here, but I'll be here next service if you see him. Just remind him, you know, I like chocolate. <laughs> chocolate-covered flowers, chocolate-covered broccoli, any kind of chocolate. I have um, two sons, two daughters-in-law, two grandsons, a third grandson on the way. Um, and that is part of my identity. But the role that I identify with the most 
is a follower of Jesus Christ. And in, in September of 1977, while I was in college, just a few weeks before my 22nd birthday, I already know some of you are doing the math. Um, I did accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I had somebody who shared the gospel with me, and for a few weeks I kind of went back and forth, and I was definitely not in a, um, a, a good lifestyle. Um, I was happy. I wasn't one of these people who was um, struggling in life. I certainly wasn't living a positive uh, lifestyle. Um, but this person said, you know, go home and just go into a room by yourself and just say, Jesus, if you're real, show yourself to me. And so in 1977, that's what I did. I went home, nobody was there. I went to a room by myself and I said, Jesus, if you're real, do something, show yourself to me. And I tell you that instantaneously, instantaneously, I became a new cre creature in Christ. Instantaneously. And I just, I want to thank Aracellus. We were practicing Friday and God bless Aracellus. Um, showed up another Martha. And I just mentioned on Friday, you know, I didn't realize I was going to see you and I was hoping that I would, but there's a song. It's my favorite song. It means so much to me. Is there any way that you could do the Alabaster Jar song? So I just, that was Friday. This is Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. And the reason I identify with that song is because it says, you weren't there the night he found me. If you had been in that room in 1977, I did not walk out of that room the same person. And I have never, ever, ever gone back to that lifestyle. I have never changed my belief. God has been faithful. Every word that he ever said to me in this word, everything he said, that he would be there in times of trouble, he has been there every single time. That in the midst of chaos, I would have peace. In the midst of despair, I would have joy. I'm telling you, I am not the most intelligent person, but I am smart enough that after 40 years, if something's not working, I would have changed. And I am telling you, God's word is true. Amen. So if we could put up this scripture that we have, and this is uh, Luke 38. Uh, Luke, excuse me, Luke 10, 38 through 42. And this is Mother's Day. I know this is Mother's Day. And so I want to make sure that everyone knows if you have ever had a mother, this is for you. So I'm going to read this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman by the name of Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. just want to open up in prayer. Father, I pray for your anointing upon this word. I thank you, Father, 
that when we hear your word, our lives are changed. And Father, as we hear your word, as we read, as we learn more about you, I thank you that you will do life-changing things today in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a little background, the reason I like that song also is because that Mary who was putting the perfume at the feet of Jesus, that's the same Mary in this story. And there's other accounts of Mary and Martha, and there's one that's in John, and it is when their brother Lazarus has fallen ill and died. And so Jesus comes, he's already died, and Jesus comes, and we read in that passage in John that he calls them his friends. So Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. And he also says how he loved them. Now, it's not that Jesus didn't love other people, but for some reason, specifically, in the book of John, the only people where it's mentioned that he specifically loved them, it was Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. So when we fast forward to this scene where he's coming to their house, Martha has invited uh, Jesus to come, and we assume the disciples are there also. So she knows ahead of time that, that he's coming. And he's coming to a house that he's been to before. He knows them. He's friends with them. Now, we know God knows everybody, but when Jesus came to the earth and had friends, he had personal relationships. And yes, he loves us all. He doesn't love anybody more than anybody else. But he had a special relationship with Mary and Martha. And so when he goes to the house and it says, um, oh, let me, okay, I tried to do notes. I just, I'm just going to try and, you know, I'm going to be as, as good as I can here. So first we have that um, Mary opened up her home. She opened up her home. And so I started thinking, okay, what do I do when I have company? Now, I don't know if you're like me, but there's things that I know need to be clean, but I act like they're not there on a daily basis. <laughs> I do not necessarily clean the front of the glass of my oven all the time. Unless my mother-in-law's coming over, and then I make a point to do it. <laughs> and like I have a couple of ceiling fans, I may or may not notice that there's dust on there sometimes. <laughs> but when I have company, that dust goes. And so I would do exactly what Mary, uh, excuse me, what Martha was doing. And then I make special food. Now, my family, my children are grown, and they're out of the house. But when they were there, we had dinner together almost every single night. We never had appetizers. I don't know about you. I mean, I, unless you call me eating a jar of pickles while I'm waiting for the food to boil, we did not have appetizers. But now, I go to Pinterest. Anybody on Pinterest? I think I have 500 appetizer recipes on my appetizer board on Pinterest. And so now, I will go to Pinterest and I will look up an appetizer recipe. And I'll pick one out of the 500. Okay, I know this is a little side thing, but I do have two worlds that I live in. And since this is Mother's Day, I have my real world that I live in. I have to go to work every day. I cook sometimes. <laughs> I clean. Okay, I do clean because I live with a neat nut, but yeah. Um, but then I have my Pinterest world. The world where I grow my own food, make my own furniture. And for Christmas, I have planned for the last five years to make everybody in the family matching Christmas pajamas with a monogram and a little pocket that is perfectly symmetrical. That's my other world. But in reality, even when I go to Pinterest for my appetizer recipe, I make the same one I've been making for 10 years. But I do, I do go out of my way and make something special. And then it's the meal. I always make something special. 
And if, it's, if I really want to do right by the people that are coming, I don't cook. I call up Mario's <laughs> and have them make me something. But it's still, I want to do something special. And I don't have one dessert. Okay, I probably don't even have just two desserts. I probably have three desserts, but that's because I'm having company come. And so I really go out of my way, and then if it's like Christmas, my house is really decorated. You need sunglasses when you come into my house. Because <laughs> I've got like white twinkly lights on the outside, on the inside. But I really want to make people who are coming to my house feel welcome. And the Word of God specifically says that we're supposed to practice hospitality. So in getting back to the scripture, we know that Mary, excuse me, Martha, is doing what any of us would do. She's cooking, she's cleaning, she's putting up decorations. She's doing the same thing. It just, by the way, I know it's Mother's Day, but men, I'm not leaving you out. Do not think that I don't know that if it's like a barbecue, that you're not going in and pulling out that little spatula that's in the drawer. No, 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 no. You are pulling out the spatula of all spatulas. The one that's like a, like a flat lightsaber. And you're getting out the tongs. You know what tongs I'm talking about? They look like the jaw of an alligator. Because company's coming. So you got to pull out all the works, pull out all the stops, because company's coming. So we all tend to do that. So Martha's doing the same thing. And then the next thing it says is, excuse me, the verse says, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I would be distracted too. And she came to him, meaning Jesus, and she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? A little pushy. And then, and I think this one has the exclamation point, she says, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. Okay, so let's bring this back home to today's world. This is like you get invited to somebody's house for dinner. And the wife is running around and she's, she's you know, cooking and she's, you know, cleaning up after everybody. And there's the husband. The husband. The husband. And he's talking to the guests. He's, you know, he's making the guests feel good. And there's the wife. And the garbage is piling up. And now it's overflowing. She gives him a look. He's just chatting away. And then she does the next thing, you know what I'm talking about. You go get another bag, and you put it next to the garbage. And he's going to get the hint. He's not getting the hint. And so imagine... That wife, I'll, I'll say me, says to me, do you see what my husband Harold is doing? He's chatting away. He should be putting out the garbage. Would you tell Harold to take this garbage out? I'm not telling Harold to take the garbage out. I might take the garbage out for Harold, but I'm not getting in the middle of that argument. And there's a part of me that kind of feels like that's a little rude to do. You, you and your husband got like issues with each other. You take care of it when I'm not here. And so really, when Martha says that to Jesus, he had every right. Okay, I'm just realizing, I am so sorry. This is probably really hard to concentrate with this. But anyway, okay. Um, where was I? So, 
Those of you who are live streaming from India, this is how we do it in America. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. Okay, so. So Jesus had every right to be upset with her. You know, he's, he's there as a guest, and, and, you're, and only that you're raising your voice. And let me say this. It's not that Martha didn't know who he was. In the book of John, she says, I know who you are. I know that you are the Messiah. So now on the one hand, it shows how close she feels. On the other hand, it's like, okay, so you were just like kind of rude to the Messiah? And yet, what does Jesus do? I know what I would do. Thank God it was Jesus in her house. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. And he says her name two times. And I looked up a bunch of other versions and about 10 different versions, translations, and eight of them, they say, Martha, Martha. And the other two said, Martha, my dear Martha. Instead of getting upset with her, he wants to show her compassion. She's not doing the best thing, but she's doing something. She's trying to do the right thing. And in the midst of that, just a little aside here, we as humans, when we think we're doing the right thing and we see somebody who we think is not doing the right thing, we get a little perturbed. We get a little sometimes arrogant. Why aren't they doing this? Why didn't they make up? They showed up for this and they didn't bring a metal, whatever those tins are. She's wearing that. He did what? Do you see their kids running around? My kids would never. By the way, don't ever say my kids will never do that. <laughs> don't ever say that. Because your kids will do 10 times worse than that, just to prove you wrong. I know from experience. Anyway, so she took her eyes off of what she was doing. She was doing such a great thing, and now she's looking at somebody else and what they're not doing. It wasn't just what she was doing, it was what somebody else wasn't doing. And then there's Jesus. And he says, Martha, Martha. And he kind of has to set her up because he's about to let her down because she is ready for him to bring correction to Mary. But he doesn't. What does he say? He says, you are worried and upset about many things. You are worried and upset about many things. And in other versions it says anxious and fear. And it wasn't just about that night. It wasn't just about the preparations. He knew she had worries. He knew she had anxiety. He knew what the answer was. Anybody in here have anxiety about situations? Anybody in here have something that you worry about? It's Mother's Day, your children. I remember when our first grandson was born, my husband said, my husband is a prayer warrior, and I remember he said, it's just somebody else I feel that I have to pray for all the time. Such a weight, such a weight. I know the weight that you feel as a parent. I know a little bit what it's like when I tried to have my children and I didn't get pregnant right away and I thought, 
am I going to be somebody who's, who's not going to have children? I know what it's like to be a child of somebody. I live with my mom, or my mom lives with me, and she has Alzheimer's. So technically, my mom doesn't live with me. Some lady lives with me, but not my mom. I know the weight of being a caregiver. I know the weight of, of having a sibling who's gone off. I know the weight of feeling like you're responsible for 150 children that you did not give birth to at a school that you feel like you need to take care of. I know what it's like to have financial difficulties. I tell people that a number of years ago I saw, I looked out my window and there was a sheriff. I didn't even know there were sheriffs. <laughs> and the sheriff was there with a the tow truck. And they took my car. It wasn't even a new car. It was a 10-year-old car. <laughs> I wanted to say go have it, but I knew that and I had to walk everywhere. And they took it because we owed money. We owed IRS money. 1986, I will never forget it. I just saw my car go down the street. <laughs> so I know what it's like to have financial difficulty. I remember being here. I used to sing on the worship team. And I remember when God answered a prayer and I got my first piece of new furniture. I was 45 years old. By the way, if you were doing the math, yes, I'm 62. I'll be 63 in October. <laughs> October 21st, yes, I like chocolate. Chocolate covered everything. Okay, let me just get back to this. So. But I, I, I get it. Here's Jesus saying, there is one thing, there is one thing, and Mary is doing it. So let's get back. We know Martha is not doing anything wrong. She's practicing hospitality, but it wasn't the better thing. And I just want to do a little aside here. We don't not necessarily do the right thing because we're so busy always doing the, uh, we don't necessarily not do the best thing because we're so busy always doing something else that's good. We're sometimes doing other things like on social media. And I know myself, sometimes I'll say, I'm just going to go on Facebook for 15 minutes. 15, I just want to see whose birthday it is so that I can wish them a happy birthday. You know, that person I graduated with high school, from high school with like 45 years ago who lives in like Uganda, who I don't even remember who they are, but they friended me, so I want to make sure I say happy birthday. But you know what? Then it's an hour later and I'm still on Facebook liking, watching YouTube. Somebody posted something, well, that looks interesting. Oh, I can make that. I'm never going to, but I think I might. And then there's the binge watching. I haven't gotten into binge watching, but you could be binge watching on a cooking show. Nothing sinful about watching a, a cooking show, but it's a distraction. All these distractions. All these distractions. And so what is the one thing Mary has chosen what is better. And what is Mary doing? She is sitting at the feet of Jesus, hearing him speak. That's it. That's it. What's the better thing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing him speak. And some of you will say, well, he's not here. I can't invite him to my house. I can't sit at his feet, and I'm not going to hear him speak. But then you don't know Jesus. Because Jesus made sure. He made sure that he'd always be there to speak to us. And every time you open this up, every time you open up the word of God, 
Every time you open up your Bible, Jesus speaks. Jesus speaks. Jesus speaks. Every time. And so it also says, and it will not be taken away from her. So when we do these things, like we do cooking and cleaning, we prepare things, and, and uh, you know what, even doing Hope Day, I mean, I'm volunteering at Hope Day, even those things, those things are momentary things. But this never goes away. Never. Never. If I start feeling sick, the first thing I do, I remember what Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes, I am healed. I know that. I know that. When I have to make a decision, I know when I have to make a really big decision, I can't get, I don't, have, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy to get stressed about it. And believe me, I have to make some huge decisions. I know that the word of God says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask, and you'll receive it. I know that. Now, I not only know it because I read it, I have to know it, I have to know that I know that I know. And the word of God also says that faith, you need faith. Because, you know, anybody can read this. There, there, are, there are whole um, college lectures on what's in here. But they don't read it with faith. They just read it like it's a book. Although some people, you know, do come to know Jesus. Just, it's so, so alive. It's like, it really, it can jump right out. If you can tell I read this one. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's having the faith. And it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so what I want to do is I want to end with the word of God because it's not my words that are anointed. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I don't have to worry about it because I know that the word of God is anointed. And so there are some of you here today who are facing some, some of you, what you think is insurmountable. There's nothing insurmountable. Nothing. 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 Don't think you're the only one. You're not the only one. Nothing. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about every, anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Because you are looking at somebody who doesn't worry. Okay, I got a little anxious about today. I'm not going to lie. But I wasn't worried. I just was hoping you'd all like my dress. I do not worry. As soon as something comes up that, I, that the world would say I should worry about, immediately I go to prayer. By prayer and supplication, I make my request known to God. And I know that I know whatever the outcome is, it'll be God's best. I, I, I have no doubt. I have no, for 40 years, I have no doubt. And so then I have a peace that passes all understanding. I, I'm listen. I'm not trying to brag, but if if you're in this for like 40 year plus years and you are not walking around in a peace and a joy, you have missed something. I am telling you. If you don't listen, there's people that work with me every day. I am not lying. I am telling you, I have a peace. I have a joy because I make my request known to God and I know what to do because I have sat at His feet. Because every single day He talks to me. 1 Peter 5, 6, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. 
John 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. There is no reason for anyone to be fearful. The doctor's given you a bad report, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Let him give you a peace that passes all understanding. The world looks at you and is like, what? How is, she, how is she having this? And yet she has a peace. Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Through the deepest pit to the highest mountain, wherever you are, and by the way, you know, I'm talking about things that you are worried about, fearful, God has an abundance of blessings. I don't want to make it seem like this is a life of, oh, here comes the next tribulation. Yes, there's hardship. Don't let anybody lie to you. It's a, it's a, but there is a joy unspeakable that can follow you every day, every second, wherever you go. There are blessings that come, and every good and perfect gift comes from him. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Father of compassion and God of all comfort. Matthew 17, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you have the faith to move mountains. Nothing will be impossible for you. You can't know this word unless you read this word. Don't wait till the trouble comes and then you don't have it in you. It's not a part of you. If the spirit, this, the, okay, so these last two. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. This is a revelation. Is this May 13th? Yes. Okay, so this is the week of May 13th. This is the week that some of you can put a cigarette down and never pick it up again. Because if the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is inside of you, can he not make you able to never pick up a cigarette again? I'm not stupid. Some of you in here are smoking pot, and it's not for medicinal reasons. Some of you, that backache has been gone for years and you are still popping those pills. And God is saying, the week of May 13th, 2018 can be the last week you pick up one of those pills. Some of you are facing problems with healings. And God is saying, you know what? Some of you are going to be healed. Some of you are not. I don't know. But this I know. The same joy can be inside of you. This is, this is the day you pick your head up and you say, I know who my God is, and I know where I'm going, and I know what he wants to do, and I know that that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in me. I hold my head up high, and I have a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the last one, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Not our God. It is not our God who does that. He does not come to take and to steal and to rob. He's not looking to smash you down so he can build you up again. He lets us go through things, absolutely. You don't have a joy and a peace and a comfort until you go through things and you see on the other side, it was him who got me through. And this is what it says. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. If you are not living an abundant life, turn to the feet of Jesus just like Mary. Don't be distracted. It's here. It's here. The peace, the comfort, 
the joy. This is the day. This is the week. This is the year. He's come to bring deliverance through his word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is, it is Mother's Day, and I'm asking, uh, Pastor Steve is going to come up, and, you know, moms, I, like I said, I've been in your shoes, I'm in your shoes. And, and you know, we, they always say that on Mother's Day we praise the women, and on, and on Father's Day we kind of, the men. I just want to say, every time I see men in church, I don't know that you, if you understand what you're doing for the younger generation. At the school, when the, when the fathers show up, or the uncle shows up, or the great... Men, please keep coming. Be the men you need to be for your wives. Be the men you need to be for your nephews. Be the men you need to be for your sons and your daughters. And wives, be the wife you need to be for your husband. Wives, be the wife you need to be for your husband. Mothers, be the mother. God has given you everything. They're driving you crazy. God will give you a peace through the chaos. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Leslie, before you leave, you know, the Lord, um, come on over here. Thank you, Leslie. I just want to take a moment to honor Leslie. She's been here for as long as I've been the pastor, by my side, by this church's side, working in all kinds of ministries behind the scenes. And we want to say thank you, and we honor you today for this incredible word and this incredible life you've been living. I, I think we should honor her today. Amen? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, we honor you. Thank, thank you. Hallelujah. And uh, we honor you. Amen. And um, stay standing if you would. Remain standing if you would. You know, Leslie, as you were speaking, the Holy Spirit showed me something about Mary and Martha. It's all about grace, isn't it? It's all about grace. When, when we have a distorted view of Jesus, we think that when he comes to our house, we got to clean everything up. We got to clean up our lives. We got to make our house perfect because if he shows up at our house, and something's out of place, he's gonna scold us, he's gonna reprimand us, and he's gonna abandon us. And I think in the, in, in the heart of this story is the gospel. It really is, because it's, it's really all about Martha who's struggling to make Jesus happy, and Mary just accepting that Jesus is already there. And I think that's what happens with all of us in this room, whether we're woman or man. I, I am a perfectionist. And all my life, you know, I struggle with trying to make God happier with me. And it's not something I do outwardly. It's something that's inbred in me because of my childhood. And I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not ever worthy enough for God to love me, but he loves me anyway because I'm in Christ Jesus. And it's because of that he can show up at my house and my house is a mess and he won't even see the mess he'll see the Jesus in me. Amen. God the Father will see the Jesus in me because I'm complete in him. Amen. I'm complete. And I think what we all struggle with here today is feelings like we just never measure up to God. We never measure up to the, to the goodness and holiness of God in our life. And we struggle forever with that. And there's a feeling like we can never get that close to God. But I think today 
all the moms in the house, you just need to know today that in Christ, you're good enough. All the women in the house, you need to know that in Christ, you measure up now because God sees you through his son and you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved by God. And in a few moments, you're going to go outside and go to the gymnasium and take a picture with your family. And I want you to remember this one thing as you're taking that picture. There's somebody else that's standing right beside you. That's Jesus. You might not see him physically in the picture, but he never, he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's always going to be there for you. Would you bow your heads for a moment? We want to pray. Lord, we just... We pray today for anyone that's in this room or anyone who's watching via live stream today. Maybe you feel like that you're just not good enough to get to heaven. You don't know if you died today, you'd go to heaven, but today you want to make Jesus the Savior and Lord of your life so that you can have that constant assurance that he loves you, not because of what you've done, but because of what he's already done on the cross. And you say, Pastor, pray for me today. I want to surrender my life to God. I want to surrender my life to Christ. I want Jesus to forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to just, if you would, with every head bowed, every eye closed, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me today. I want to surrender my life to God. I see that hand. I see that hand. Oh, I see that hand. I see, I see hands. Anybody else here today? I want to surrender my life to God today. We want to pray for you right now. Would you bow your heads as we pray? And would you pray with me today? Would you pray this simple prayer? And then after you pray this simple prayer, there's going to be a, an altar counselor. We call them counselors. They're going to be standing here in the front of the auditorium. And if you would make your way up, if you raised your hand and, and see somebody, they want to give you a special gift, information about your new journey your newfound journey with Christ. It's just the beginning. You know, you could say this simple prayer and just walk away. You could say this simple prayer like Leslie did many years ago, and it can change your life forever. But it is a follow-up to what you are doing this morning. And the follow-up is that you start reading God's Word and you start growing and learning. And that's something that we want to help you with by giving you some tools to put in your hands to do that. But let's just pray this prayer right now. Dear God, everybody together, dear God, thank you that you love me just the way I am. Thank you, God, that you took upon yourself all the weight of my dysfunction and of my sin, and you nailed the penalty of my sin to the cross. So I might be set free from myself and live a new life in Christ. I surrender to you and put all my trust in your love. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. And we thank you, God, that today is a brand new day. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, time is, is gone today. We usually make it a practice to call up the moms to pray for them. But today, if you are a mom in this room and you need prayer, you want prayer, you have someone that you're praying for 
Because unfortunately, even on Mother's Day, you're thinking about somebody else. But there's something you need prayer for. There's some altar counselors here today that will pray for you. God bless you. Always remember, God has a plan for your life, and it's big. Go get a picture in the gymnasium with your family. Have a great day in Jesus. We love you. God bless you.